Hey, fellow cycling family and friends, I just want to tell you how gorgeous you are today, and I hope you have the most amazing week. Now, it's December, and I hope you have your gear list ready and sent off to Santa. Your women, this is totally for you. The four-week cycling skills workshop benefits all women. These skills can be implemented immediately on the bike and trainer, cycling outside, indoor cycling, on a spin bike or peloton. All your current frustrations and questions will be answered guaranteed. If you're interested in joining me, don't wait another moment. With this link, you can get started at the beginning of each month. I know you're trying to decide whether or not to check out the four week cycling skills workshop for women, but I don't blame you. There are so many other online cycling training platforms that offer cycling routes and training sessions, but they're but here's what makes my four-week cycling skills workshop different. First of all, it's taught by someone who's not just starting out, but actually has is pretty experienced. I've been working with free clients in my cycling club, Cyclefit Chicks, all the way to Canadian national female cyclists. And I continuously update my coaching tactics to help beginner to advanced cyclists level up with these cycling techniques hardly anyone is talking about. Secondly, the four-week cycling skills workshop for women is so much more. A lot of times there are online cycling training programs that teach you how to train intensely but don't, don't but actually don't help you develop the fundamental cycling skills and techniques such as gear management, hill climbing, strength, power and speed, and nutritional timing in order to effectively become a faster, fitter, and more efficient cyclist and well-rounded athlete. And also, there are very few courses about cycling that actually teach you how to develop a smooth, efficient pedal stroke. The four-week cycling skills workshop for women aims to fill both these gaps in the cycling in cycling training, not to mention the workshop provides the recordings of the explanations, demonstrations, plus homework. In addition, you will gain access to a library of over 100 strength training workouts to help you level up, and that is all on top of the core curriculum you already get when you join the workshop. So it's safe to say I'm delivering incredible results coaching over a thousand female cyclists through my cycling club and now it's even more exciting to impact more female cyclists globally through my four-week cycling skills workshop for women. You can't go wrong when you join a workshop developed by women for women. It's time to level up and remove the frustrations. So if you're ready to join, just click the link that you see and secure your spot today in one of the next four-week cycling skills workshops for women's sessions. Now, before the new year, with um, this amazing deal, a 25 25% off until December 31st. Limited spots available. Don't wait another minute. Click the link and roll today, and I can't wait to see you on the inside. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. 
I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back for another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Daou. And we have a really cool guest on today. I've been watching her on Instagram. Her name is Ellen Carroza. Is that right? You got it. Yeah. And she has one of the most successful cat Instagram uh, accounts. It's, it is the cat LVT. So she has over a hundred thousand followers there, but the thing is that she, not only is she a cyclist, but she is a cat veterinarian. So she's at LVT, which is like licensed veterinarian technician in Virginia. And she works at the Nova cat clinic and they're very busy right now. Apparently she was saying she's able to get away for this interview. And also I'm super excited that she's here because so we're going to talk bikes and we're going to talk cats and then we're going to cry so you better be ready <laughs> oh and the kids just showed up so if it's noisy upstairs that's what's happening that's life. welcome ellen <laughs> thanks thanks for having me i finally i appreciate meeting you now it's you know been a while i've been watching you um on instagram and everything and then you started watching me and I was like, this is, this is like really cool. I was, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I have this cyclist that follows me on Instagram. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, she's so, I'm cool. like, oh, she does cats. And she's a cyclist. <laughs> so it's, it's just like we bonded. And then right? I think it was, it's been like, I don't know, maybe eight months I've been watching you and, and your, your stories of some of the, the cats that come through the little one, what was her anchovy? Yeah, anchovy finally, we had to make a hard decision to let her go. Uh, her wounds got the best of her. I mean, we gave everything a valiant effort, but the uh, body wants to heal in certain ways. And sometimes you can't stop the body from healing right. the way it wants to. And uh, many times it can cause more damage than, than healing. And mm-hmm. you got to look at the end of the day, it's about their quality of life, not ours. So, yeah. you know, we had to make a really difficult decision for her. Yeah. So if you ever go back and you surf through her Instagram feed, um, anchovies, this little cat that came in with burn wounds. Yeah. So she actually is a welfare case and I'm not allowed to even know about like <laughs> what's going on with the case or anything. All I was told mm-hmm. was, is that she was quote unquote, given a bath via dunking in some <gasps> scalding hot water. Um, and then the person waited several days before seeking medical attention. They said they, they, they cooled her off in cold water immediately afterwards. And they thought that would be okay. Um, but then they waited. And of course it's that wait period, which is the worst because when you have a burn, you have to like address it immediately or else the cascade effect, um, really starts happening with sloughing and, you know, tissue dying and, you know, all the other problems that, that go along with it. But, uh, you know, I'm never allowed to know, like, how did the case come out? Like, did we actually, yeah, do you really um, want to know those? 
gruesome. Right. And, it's, and it's, some... that's something like I, I generally, I actually do want to know how the case ends. It's like, you know, the, one of those, um, <laughs> you peek in the fill files file that you're like, please, like, I hope did you guys like do something about this person that could go out the yeah, next seriously. day and adopt somebody else? You know, I, so it's like one of those things that you have like that curiosity about, like, you just feel like you got to like close the book. And I feel like with her, like, I'll, ne- I'll never know. She'll be the unsolved mystery, you know, so I'll never know. Wow. She was a cutie patootie for sure. But uh, there's just some people should never be near animals, period. And uh, anyway, so we before- feel that way sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you do with people like that? Do, are you able to report them? Not that it we're getting off the depends upon your local session. jurisdiction. Um, yeah. So it, it, it really depends upon the state as well, because you have county and state law. And you can report, you know, depending upon, did they, did they seek um, care? Was it maliciously done? So it gets like really weird. And in veterinary medicine, we have to document things very specifically in order for the authorities to actually build a case and you just don't get the police involved you have to get animal welfare involved with the shelter and everything Mm. everything has to be documented you have to be very open to um interviews about the case everything so there's that there's that uh reluctance sometimes that you can see because Mm -hmm. a lot of veterinary places you know you can be like yes we're all about animal welfare some places are like, God, I can, I can lose my business if I really speak out about something. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about animal welfare. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the easiest thing to do is contact animal welfare and be like, I'm running into this problem. What do I do? And then they'll usually walk you through it. So it's always mm-hmm. about the animal coming first and then figuring out what's happening later. Never place blame. Always ask questions first, document everything. And then, then we go from there. So, mm. So yeah, you might be thinking, what are you listening to? But <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about bikes. That's right. We're supposed to be talking about bikes. So I had found out I, w- I was listening to, so I was following Ellen on, um, on Instagram. And then I saw that she was a cyclist and she was talking about training during the winter and everything. And so that's got, that's kind of what got me to reach out to her and start talking to her and, and, and commenting and, and having a dialogue. And so Let's go back to cycling and yeah. how you probably use it to uh, <laughs> escape. Oh my God, it's maybe. a stress reliever, yes. Um, uh, so I had to stop cycling for a few years. And when I first started cycling, my husband got me into it. Um, and I had one of those old clunky bikes that you get at like Toys R Us or something, like the adult bike. It was like one of those old steel bikes that were heavy as anything. But it was like, I got a bike. And meanwhile, I grew up riding bikes. I think I had an E-Spirit 10 speed growing up and it was red and I never took care of it. Like, you know, you've like, you're, you're washing your chains and doing all this kind of stuff. Now, <laughs> like, I don't even recall lubing a chain on my bike. Um, <laughs> like what? Bike? I mean, it was a bike when you were a kid, you like threw it on the side of the road and you went yes. running back into the house. Um, and so that was like my first like adult bike that I never took care of. And then I moved down here with my husband uh, down to the DC area where I got a hybrid, not thinking like, you know, the benefits of actually road cycling again, because I just uh-huh. took my bike for granted as a kid. And then uh, my husband upgraded his bike um, to something Uh-oh. quite fancy by Giant. 
And then he was uh-huh. like, you should look into upgrading your bike. And I was like, all right, I want to pay $2,000 for a bike. What are you nuts? And then I caved and I bought my bike. Um, and then you're I like, this wow. I, I know it was like night and day. And I, I got myself, um, uh, I think it's the giant like OCR limited for women mm-hmm. before the, before it became like live bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is an older version still, um, but I don't see myself like doing racing or anything like that anytime soon. So upgrading it to new, to one of the new live bikes that are like really cool looking, like <laughs> I don't see it benefiting me yet. Um, well, this bike you know, has, you know, pulled my daughter on those, um, those horrible parachute rider things. You put the little kid in the back, like yeah, yeah. Little haulers, and then it's like dragging like 90 pounds of extra weight all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, so it still works. And now I have it like hooked up to the trainer, um, for this past winter training. I, I finally was like, you know, I need to do something. I need to get all this horrible energy out from COVID and working at the hospital and stuff. And my husband bought a trainer and I'm like, I need one. And he's like, stop (laughs) copying me. And I'm like, I need one anyway. Deals on two instead of one. (laughs) Right. And so it turned into like, no, this is going to be a bonding experience. We're going to do this together. Oh God. <laughs> well, right. And so every that? couple says it's a bonding experience. What it turned into was flat out competition. Right. I was like, did you, did you go on Zwift today? I don't know. Did you go on Zwift today? How many miles did you do? What was your, what was your, I didn't see you on Strava today. You've been Strava. Right? You- and then we're like, did you give me a thumbs up? Like, like it was like one of those stupid things. But it turned into like a whole winter thing for me. And I felt great um, because like a couple of years ago, I fractured my back when I got double pneumonia from coughing so hard. Oh my yeah. gosh. So yeah, ladies out there, when we start aging out and you're going through menopause, which me, like I'm already beyond menopause, um, be careful with everything that you do, even though I am hey. young. Okay. This is um, where protein and collagen come in place, ladies. Right. Absolutely. Everybody double it. Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, I mean, these are things that you don't, you don't think of like in your forties, you're like, I'm still in my forties. I'm still relatively young. I shouldn't be having these problems. Well, I did. I got, I wound up getting a compression fracture um, oh, wow. in my, in my uh, L5 and it put me out of commission for more than two years. <gasps> it was that bad. Oh, wow. So I waited six months for them to repair the fracture because they were, should we fix it? Should we not fix it? You know, your pneumonia is still bad. We really can't do anything. And it took me like six months to just to get over the pneumonia. Um, Holy crap. and then I had, they found out that I had like osteopenia and all this stuff. And you have to go on all these bone supplements first before they'll do anything about stuff. And, you know, you wind up gaining a bunch of weight because you become very sedentary, um, mm-hmm. medicine and, you know, particularly veterinary medicine. That's the only thing I can like compare myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't eat well. We don't take care of ourselves. We don't have time to take care of ourselves. So like getting on my bike in the afternoon was like, that is like my self-care time. Like I'm going to be really proactive. I'm going to do all this self-care stuff that I'm seeing everybody post about. Yeah, and that's right. A little I'm going to start feeling good about really? myself. Self-care did matters. did you do Ellen today? Did you do anything? Huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, nine I might have a cupcake in my mouth is what I might have actually done. <laughs> Um, and you know, and then you have clients that are constantly trying to like, we love you guys so much. Here's some cookies. Here's this. Oh God. And you she don't really like, get to sit down. Baskets, please. Right. Oh, let me tell you. So during the Christmas months, when they, we do get sent like a fruit basket, it's like, 
like the full on, like, I need an apple. Like, oh my God, this is so nice to have something like so fresh. You should and put just, a little you sign You don't up. feel gross when you eat it. Yeah. If you put a little sign now because Christmas yes. is coming up, because you'd be like, if you feel so moved to send us something, please. Oh my God. Go send us to Harry and David Paris. They're delicious. Yeah. Just here, just go here. golden pear. We, we like these baskets, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't eat well and you don't take care of yourself. And so it becomes that horrible, you know, downward spiral. And then you Mm. feel like you're really, you're back at square one. And I used to be incredibly fit. Like I used to lift weights constantly all the time. You know, I was very flexible. And then after you have kids mm -hmm. and life changes and, you know, your priorities change, which you wind up prioritizing yourself last. Yeah. um, It, it really catches up to you. And so this Mm -hmm. was my year of like, I'm going to kind of like re. Well, can I ask you how old you are? Oh, yeah, I'm 45. Okay, girlfriend. I just turned 50. So this is the time. No, honestly, this is the time yes. between now and 50 to get like super, super like healthy because yes. that's that's what I was thinking of like at 47 about. No, 40, 42, I started those things. And then 45 and then like 40, and I'm like, okay, I've got to really like make sure once I hit my 50s, I'm at this stage because I know what's going to happen in my fifties and it can go downhill pretty quickly if I don't stay on it. Right. And it's it's staying on it. That's like, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's (laughs) only so much aging that can, and you can't reverse it after a while. Like I could tell you these past two years, I have gone like incredibly gray just from the stress Mm -hmm. and the stress mm. alone, like a lot of people don't realize that chronic stress. See, your hair looks mm. nice and luscious. No, today. no, no. Look, camera. look closely. Oh, see, no. Now you have, you look like you have tinsel done up in <laughs> yeah. them. Like my hair, my daughter's like, what is this? I'm like, don't talk about this right now. And I'm too lazy to dye my hair. Um, <laughs> I haven't gotten there stress. yet. <laughs> right. Chronic stress and inflammation, uh, I mean, causes like detrimental, long lasting effects in the body. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you know it uh, when you, you, when you train people, you probably hear the yeah. same story day in and day out. Like I hear the same story day in and day out from like my clients and their cats. And you're like, yeah, I yeah. get it. But you know, if you're willing to <laughs> make the give changes, this to your cat, but you should be yeah. really doing this. <laughs> Right. And then, you know, and you have to have like the nutrition talk and everything. And you're like looking at a client and they're looking at you and I'm like, oh God, I feel really awkward talking about this because I don't take care of myself. And clearly you don't take care of yourself either. And I'm clearly looking at your very obese cat. And so clearly all of us have a huge problem here. Like okay, I have an obese you really cat. feel like, like, do I have a right to even like discuss this? Because like, I can't even take care of myself. So it's, you know, you had that imposter syndrome constantly because you're like, I shouldn't be judging you. Look, look what I look like. Look what my pets look like. So, yeah. So how do you handle that? It's very that difficult. conversation um, because it's right. You know, it is, it is very difficult because it's one of those conversations that um, can make or break a relationship with people because people are incredibly sensitive about weight and regardless on how you feel about it, um, it's important. I think everybody's, and I'm going to probably catch so much shit for it, um, is the body positive movement. 
while mm. yes, you should be very positive about mm. yourself um, mm-hmm. in general, you should be positive about your health and what you can always do to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do, I don't like the positive affirmations of, you know, being lazy and not caring about your actual health and what you can do um, to make yourself better. Cause I can tell you right now, me being overweight, I have a ton of joint problems. I have huge orthopedic issues right now that my doctor is like, in five years, we're going to be replacing joints if we don't fix things. And I'm not that overweight. Like I could lose probably 30 pounds easily, but you know, you're on your feet all the time. Right. I'm on my feet all the time and I don't take care of myself. Um, so can I feel like I should be positive about myself? I should be positive about myself because like, I'm still up and moving and walking and everything and feel good about that. But Mm -hmm. I do not feel body positive, um, knowing that I'm not taking care of the vessel that I only have one chance with. Um, We should work together. That's how I look at it. We should work together. I said, we should work together. I know. And that's like, you're like, I'm like, I feel really weird talking about this because people are really going to get mad at me. And I feel like it's like one of those conversations that you have to have, especially when you have people that are like, this is really affecting the quality of my life. And I I feel Mm -hmm. like we don't pay attention to that. Like we're more on these outward appearances and you know, how people should view you constantly. Well, how do you view yourself? Like, and I can be honest, like, I think i I think I'm a good looking person. I feel like I have a wonderful personality. I love what I do. Thank you. Um, I enjoy my family. Do I mm-hmm. feel like I actually love my actual body? I'm in and taking care of it. No, look at, look at what I look like. Look what I'm doing to myself. Oh, like it's chronic stress. Okay. I don't you, eat right or anything. I just don't take care of it. I think Ellen, you're just, you're screaming that you need help and you don't know where to find it. Oh yeah, no, totally. And maybe that's why this conversation is happening too. (laughs) I I mean, like, that's what I do. Not only am I a cycling coach, but I do help people. Um, and sometimes it's just totally separate. Like I help people with their cycling and technical needs. And then there are those who are going for the full transformation, full health journey. And it's a huge commitment. And that's, that's like, it, it sounds like you're on that trajectory to like looking for, I want to go back to that trajectory. I was there before. And now that I've gotten so busy with work and my consulting and all that kind of stuff, it's like, that's like my priorities have like for myself has like bottom tiered Mm. totally. And it's like, yeah, I know. I, I know I need help. Absolutely. I'm like one of those people that I'm not going to enable myself, but I'm like that cookie versus that yogurt. Sure. Like what's the easiest one for me to grab and go like, um, so yeah, what's your consulting? Priorities. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I know. Right. Do I want the 210 calorie cookie and walk down the hallway and shove my lunch in my face that way? Or do I like, where am I going to eat lunch? Like you can't like walk around with food in the clinic, but you can shove a cookie in your mouth and, and walk away. And this is why I think yeah. there's the huge problems in the workplace that in the United States, we don't prioritize breaks. We don't allow people to actually oh, decompress and actually take yeah. care of themselves. So I think like a lot of it has to do with the corporation stuff we work with that, you know, it's not about your worker. It's about how much money and how much, you know, work we can get out of them during the day. Well, right. You can't take care of yourself. You can't take care of a company. So All right. I think is that how you're feeling right? changes have to happen there. 
Yeah. But does your veterinary clinic work like that? Like, is it Um, a corporation or is it just, is it independently owned? It's independently owned. Um, We mostly have breaks. Like a lot of the staff are able to break and do things that they should, um, whether or not it's uh, on a regular basis, like it's on the same time every single day, that's very different. Um, Me with my schedule, it is all based on getting the patient through the procedure and moving them through procedures. And if we have a down moment that we have enough time that we can step away from what we've done, or if there's enough staff on that current team that we can actually stagger then yeah, Mm -hmm. you might get a lunch break at the appropriate time. Or like me, half the time I wind up working straight through because there's so many animals to attend to that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're lucky if you drink the normal amount of water, you should. So, yeah. So that's a lot of that that right there can admit to, Mm -hmm. um, is yeah. I know where my faults are. I know where it needs to be fixed. (laughs) And it's about like, talk about how we can fix you. Okay. Yeah, it's so about how many Alex, it has to go with my bike. Yeah, it has to go. Okay, well, let's talk about your bike first, Ellen. Have you decided, and this is what I'm going to be doing, I'm working with my group, is picking out the right amount of hours a week that you can commit to getting on your bike. Right. And my program, it's one night, it's a Thursday evening, and And I found that this is what I did last year and it worked really well for me. I didn't stress over doing too much. I didn't stress over doing too little. Um, And I found that I got the right amount of balance in there to give me like a really strong spring. And that's basically what we want. We want to continue our, you know, fitness level for cycling and get, you know, get to the spring with like a better fitness level, right? you know, from where you left. So I decided, so what, how many hours do you think you could commit to getting on your bike a week that works with your schedule, not with your friends, not with your husband's you what's that? Oh, yeah. Number? Well, let's, let's back up just for one second. The, the riding with the husband lasted. Okay. Forget like, about exactly, it. You guys I think like twice. So we're taking him out of the equation now. So he's That's only right. the weekends, if anything. Um, you got your trainer. So how many times are you going to get on your trainer? I usually right now, if I'm lucky, these past three months have been so bad. I was lucky if I was getting on it three times a week. That's how, but what, how many hours is that? Saturday and Sunday, probably looking at it like a good two hours on the trainer. Now this past winter, when I actually had time, I was on Mm -hmm. it every single day for at least a minimum of half an hour. And I would do okay. tracks and stuff. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't time myself okay. um, because I would also do weights and stuff afterwards mm-hmm. or, or some really good stretching. And my workouts total usually was like anywhere from like a half an hour to an hour and a half total with everything. But okay. the bike, it was always a minimum of half an hour because that's as good as I was on the bike at the time to finish the track was like a minimum of a half an hour work. Sometimes it was maybe a little bit over an hour, depending upon how many miles I put in. Oh, and Ellen, if you want to eat or drink something, you can do so while we're talking. Cause I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like drinking my, like my cat tea earlier. My, <laughs> Your cat my cats tea. and I talked shit so, about you, Mug. Yeah. So what I was thinking, like, so was designing a plan that would best structure. So you have a little bit of weights 
and some structured cycling time. So whether it's like four hours or six hours, three to four times a week, one with a technical um, time, one with a long straight, you know, like your Saturday group ride, another with like maybe something a little bit more intense, um, working that kind of schedule in. And then weight training, 45 minutes, a couple times a week. And, you know, and just following that, not, not anymore, try not to do less, but really fit it into a calendar. Right. Yeah. And, and then be really sounds, structured. Yeah. And I know right, it all it sounds, sounds very so nice. doable, right. <laughs> until like when you work at a hospital and then you stay late, um, or you come home and you can't even walk anymore because your joints right. hurt. So yeah, I totally get it. And it was something I would actually be able to do if I could commit starting probably three times a week with the schedule I currently have with the patient overload. Um, yeah. Before I was exercising nearly every single day of the week um, and I felt better. Of um, course you would, yeah. Of, you know, of course you get like that wonderful exercise high, like Monday, I'm like, after I got off the bike, I'm like, I feel so good. Like that, mm -hmm. I really kind of needed that. And I didn't lose any of my strength or my time or anything. I actually was very consistent. Um, it just makes me really afraid that you wind up committing to something and you've already failed in the first week because everything else steps on you. And I can't walk away from something that's dying on a table because I have to go take care of myself. Like I always have to take care of that animal first oh. and then be out the door at a certain mm -hmm. time. So that's the one, you know, the one model we always have in medicine is like, you don't leave that right. patient behind. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'm home late. Sometimes I'm home on time. But, you know, regardless, like my Saturdays and Sundays are like, usually like my me time, which yeah. I really like to you get those, you know, focus the on off? exercising then. Yes. That my weekends is like, you will be exercising mm -hmm. and you're going to feel fantastic. And sometimes I'm down there for like two hours. My husband's like, what are you doing? So I was I'm like, well, I rode my bike <laughs> and I did my weights. And then I, you know, I was doing my stretching and then I fell asleep on the floor because I was you know, all into like, I'm like now winding down and I'm like, you know, in like, you know, corpse pose, like listening to my music and like the cats are all laying on top of me. I'm like, this is nice. And like, I feel like I took care of myself when I wake up. I'm like, oh my God, it's like 1130. Like nobody came to get me. And he was like, like, oh, I, yeah, like, I didn't hear anything. I thought, I felt like you were still exercising. You know, of course I was. And I was like, you know, I felt I great. I was taking it. care of myself. <laughs> right, I do. Um, during the week, is that possible? No, it's definitely going to have to be shorter, more, mm -hmm. um, like more intense. I don't want to say the word intense, like more, more compacted, you know, like yeah. you need to have everything like once and done, like a little bit of everything, but not like those annoying you know, soul cycling when they're like, let's lift weights and, you know, do stuff at the same time. You're like, that's a little dangerous with me. No, <laughs> you know, that is like, not that's not going to happen. Class. I usually like <laughs> listening to my music and like pedaling along and yelling at the cats while they're climbing, like the drapes or something else that they're not supposed to be doing while I'm on the bike and you can't unclip to go chase after them. So. <laughs> You're just going to watch and see how this unfolds. Right. Ah. You're like, well, there goes that. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, but you can definitely do shorter, intense workouts and right. also aerobic, not anaerobic, aerobic, shorter workouts too, like mm -hmm. really intentional, like cadence driven things like that, that'll keep you ooh, moving forward and also strengthening, but not putting you into an anaerobic state, which is 
you need to do a certain balance of, you know, 80% aerobic, so base building, and then 20% anaerobic. So putting together, and, you know, I could help you with that as part of my sure. program, but I mean, if the program doesn't work out, I mean, I can help you and we can, you know, maybe jump on and, and figure it out. And then there's the strength components yep. and the nutrition Which I see on TikTok. When you do your, like your live workouts, oh. I'm like, we'll have you up at work and be like, Oh, she's got the bands. She's got the bands. The bands are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, work out with you. We're like, we're just watching you going. Yeah. 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 I, I'm like, I, I know everybody's sitting this right now. Coffee. <laughs> you go Sylvie. You're good. Get, keep going. Yeah, one more. Right, we're like yeah. we're putting catheters in cast. We're like, oh, she's got that red band out. What are, are you doing? Oh, oh. You're watching me while you're doing. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna get anyway. some more morning of motivation. Here we go. I mean, maybe I should strangest stuff while while we're like waiting for patients to sedate, or we're like doing other diagnostics that you're require not. us. Like we'll have we'll have somebody in the background just ch chatting away. We're like, oh yeah, this is good. I'm like, oh yeah, like look. We're going to learn oh, how to get on a trainer by yourself, a roller trainer between the doors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you watched like, that. It's so funny. I was like, look at that. I'm like, I can't even, I don't even have a door I could fit a trainer through. Like, look at oh, that. Oh, those rollers will fit anywhere. Like, as long as you're beside something that can catch yourself, that's the main part. That would be me in my laundry room. That'd be like, I can't you're, do that. I can't whatever see television. You like, I can't so you do like, anything. I actually was looking at rollers at one point and my husband's like, you don't want to. I'm like, but oh, they're so they're amazing. expensive than the Wahoo kicker. And then I was like, they're not expensive. The they're like 150 bucks. Right. And that's what base. he was like. He's like, don't get those. You're not, you're not going to have a good time with those. You'd be wobbling everywhere. And knowing him, he probably would be correct. I'd be like up oh, into the bookshelf, you know? Oh, that's well it. you would be. Yeah. You would be for sure. It takes a little while to get your core strength and your mental focus, but that's one of the benefits of them is right. developing your mental focus to be able to, you start with five minutes and then go with 10 and then you move from the doorway to maybe beside the wall or like a chair or even, you know, have like a couch beside you. And then you just work your way up to being able to, and it took me like years. I'm not this year, mm -hmm. but like years of not being consistent. But I um I was able to use them with Swift last year and it was amazing. Like I did some group rides and um I uh, have the Asiamo pedals and um so together I had the power on Swift and so I and I found that uh it took me a while to get that mental focus down. So where I could stay on without falling off. There you go. <laughs> that, like, Sometimes that's all it is. It's staying on. Oh my God. My you motivated me to, to go live again. Oh, you guys are watching. <laughs> yeah. We're like, she's, she's working out. We got our morning. It's like, you remember watching ESPN fitness, fitness pros and stuff. And like Corey yeah. Everson, like back in the nineties, it's like that. Mm -hmm. Like you put it back on. You're like, I'm motivated today. Look yeah. But you know, like a, right now, but I'm here instead saving lives. Well, you start early. You said you started. Yeah, I start at 630. And then the unfortunate thing is that I'm an early riser. And um, before my schedule. What about changed, working out before six? Right. So getting there. So I used to do um, early morning workouts when I was an eight o'clock shift. And then when they moved me to 630 a.m. 
and my commute is nearly an hour into work. Like, oh, yeah. So mm, you're up at like 4.30 a.m. And, oh, wow. you know, you get your cup of coffee, you get ready and you like, you walk out the door. And so I mm -hmm. really only work till 2.30, which in reality sounds perfect because you're home by 3.30. You can get on the bike and stuff. But like, if you have, mm -hmm. you know, cases that you stay late for, or you have to write a webinar, or, you know, take care of some consulting businesses stuff, then you're like, mm -hmm. oh, it's like, what do I put first? And in reality, you want to put yourself first, but then you also have deadlines that pay the bill. Ah, you have a cat. I love it. I've got is that? This one's Charlie. Oh, Char I love his orange lips. Oh, I know. Aren't they the cutest? He's got this thing going. Yeah. Like he like cool. wear a lipstick and he's like kept spreading it on. Eat with the kids is like a doll they will just carry him around he'll put his arms around them and his legs he doesn't let me do that with him but the, my daughter she just like carries him like a doll come on charlie I love it he's an spca boy cat. cats are the best you think well my oh, other cat foxy is like she'll she'll never she's starting to get comfortable like more friendly now she's getting older mm. but she was an spca rescue as well Mm -hmm. And then My I was saying, a girl cat. Yeah, that is weird. And that's Michelle, which everybody calls her Beeps for short. <laughs> and so he works from home now because he used to, you know, commute in. My husband used to bike every single day to work. Um, Can you bike? Oh no, it's a little far, right? No. Oh my gosh, no. It's like thirty something. It's like thirty miles. Um, oh, and then you have to far. go down the WOD trail and then to go through all these back streets and it's not the safest neighborhood in the world. So yeah. I have been mugged twice in Arlington already. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like it's good. I got mugged. Um, yeah. So you wind up doing that. But so my husband always had these like perfect opportunities to do stuff and I'm kind of like stuck going into the clinic every day. So mm -hmm. I used to work out very early in the morning when I had different hours and I would lift my weights and I would do my aerobics and I felt great. And I came home and I might've done some more because a mm -hmm. long time ago, before I had my daughter, I was one of those that you had to like you had to work out and you had to look good and you had to feel good and you were muscular and perfect. And then you have kids and then your career and everything. And then everything you can still down. get there. Ellen. I can. Cause you I told can. my daughter, I'm like, now that you are graduating from high school and you're an adult, you're not my first priority anymore. Is that terrible? <laughs> yeah. like, now my cats like, are, what? and now my body is, I'm like, you're an That's adult. Right. You take care Bye -bye. of yourself. <laughs> you know and she like was a lifeguard this summer and everything and I'm like oh I remember oh, having like like I remember those days yeah. and stuff and I'm like yeah this is mom right now I'm like I'm just embracing who I am and I'm just gonna no, take no, care no, of what, no. what time Mom's I have left like, <laughs> stop it oh my god if I was there I'd smack you I'll go down to Vir you're no you're not in Virginia you're closer I sure am okay you are in Virginia okay Sometimes I'm in Canada teaching down there. <laughs> I'm gonna come and get you. You come cycling with me. You should come down on the WOD trail. You go that's from start the, to finish and finish to start. It's like a hundred miles. Yeah, that's the the. It's the railway. Yeah, the old railway. Oh no, I was thinking about the uh, the ridge line. Are you thinking about CNO? No, but where's the rail trail? So the WOD, 
was the Washington Dominion Railway line. Okay. And oh, so very cool. They took the rails up and they created uh -huh. the bike path years and years ago. And so now mm. that is the most popular bike trail along with like Capitol Crescent and all that stuff in DC. But this is like a nice, I can't say it's straight, it's rolling hills. Um, in some areas you're like, well, oh, these are more than just rolling hills. But you had it, a train start from, to go over that. Right. So it starts in like right a little before Washington, DC, um, in the hmm. Arlington, Alexandria area. And it goes all the way out to Percival, Virginia, which, you know, you're in the city and the burbs and all of a sudden it starts rolling out into the country. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of like midway. And then you go to the bakery or whatever little shop is there, get a coffee oh. and stuff like that. Caffeinate back up, get some quick energy yeah, yeah. in and then get back on the bike and hightail it out and, you know, go back home. And then we're like, we're going to get these miles done in like three hours. You know, it's like one of those yeah, things, right. like when you ride with the guides, because <laughs> I ride, that's all I really ride with is my husband, um, like our friend, Joshua, who is a huge cyclist. He does like um, rag bry. Oh, um, I've heard about year. that. Right. Yeah. And he wants me to do rag bry. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Like, this is it. I'm going to sign up for rag bar. I'm going to do this. Sounds so much fun. I love camping and I love biking. Let's do them together and go have a beer afterwards. Um, so that, that was like my a goal. good 2022 goal. That's what we were talking about because I said, I need time to actually train. He's like, let's, let's get you on the bike and start doing it. And I was like, well, yeah, we got to do more winter. What's that event stuff. about? Is it multi-day? Is it? Uh, no, it is multi-day and it's like across Iowa. It's like really flat oh. so it's across the whole state and it's multiple days it's like five days and you do oh. anywhere from like 50 to 100 miles in a day depending upon where where the, right, uh, right. the sections are so it's like almost like a, a tour to iowa but it's rag rye i've heard I've, I've seen that on different forums right I'm it looks like a lot cool, of fun i'm looking for cool things to do next year like yeah in the 50, like my fifties, like I want to do interesting, cool cycling events. And I've been watching a couple of friends of mine who do different uh, things across the United States. So I like, know oh, sometimes it's nice to live vicariously through somebody's life. And then you're like, oh, I really want to kind of do it myself. You just mm -hmm. have to get the motivation to actually like get off your ass and do it, you know? And that's <laughs> like, you know, that's like my big thing. And it's like, it's really disappointing when you don't take time out for yourself. Like today I was like, oh, you know, I got to finish this up. I have a podcast today. Oh man, it's my night to cook dinner, but I really want to get on that bike for at least like, if I can do 10 miles, I would be happy. You know, like, it's like the, one of those things. So it's like the, those tiny short goals, or like do something, you know, get the Instapot out and then get on your uh, bike. I know. I love my Instapot. I you love it. My husband's like, kidding. can we do something more than this? <laughs> You're like, who's cooking here? Hey, pretty much. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're going to look at some events for us. I don't know if I can come over there from Canada, but who knows one of these days um, and set up a plan for you. And what I like to do is I always like to start with the nutrition stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. I get people started because a lot of, a lot of the clients are like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I could, I'm going to start on this and then I'm going to add this. And I'm like, okay, let's just take a month and like get our nutrition down solid. And then let's start adding 
other things to it and then right? adjusting and then they hand you your list and you're like that's trash that's trash do you do anything yeah. else other than trash like do you <laughs> actually eat fruit or vegetables you're like yeah i do carrots that's it like oh, yeah no it. like i totally understand and i actually was admiring you had put a post today that you were posting up about like macros yeah and all this other stuff and i'm like i didn't know my fitness pal could do that like, and it's like, sometimes yeah. you just don't know how a lot of these applications actually work and yeah. like what macros are best for you. Like, cause you have all Ooh. these ads. Oh my God. Instagram's the worst for it with all the diet mm-hmm. ads that keep popping up. And you're like, um, well, the thing is that like, when, what is and this? the reason, the reason why I did that little five day challenge is because a lot of people jump. And I, I mean, I use nutritional system as well. I've been using it for nine years, but a lot of people jump into a lot of different things, but don't really know about their food, like really know about their Mm -hmm. food. Like, and then they start into the deprivation thing. Like I can no longer eat that anymore because it's bad. And maybe it is, but like, you know, you can, if, if you know, and you get to know about your food, know what your food is made of, like really know, then you start uh, gaining an understanding as to what exactly you're putting in your body. And once you get to that point, you're like, okay, I now know that this is not good for me, or maybe I won't eat as much of it, or I truly am not getting enough protein. Now I need to figure out how I can do that like a couple more times in the day. And so it becomes more of an educational thing because I mean, I started that way 20 years ago when I did a a figure figure competition and my trainer that's how he taught me he's like okay first he started with calories actually he's like okay so he gave me like a week's worth so monday was 1100 tuesday was 15 wednesday was 18 the next one was 13 back to like 14 or something so it was like this during the week and i had it felt like a full-time job right yeah well it was but I could eat whatever I wanted as long as it fit. And then you're like, Ooh, Ooh, that really bumps up the calories. And I'm not even at till three o'clock, you know, <laughs> like I'm gonna be, you know, I've just ate all my calories in like a pasta bowl or something. You're like, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, or breads or cheeses. And you start getting to know, what you need to eat in moderation or what you, you need to eliminate and things like that. So I did that for about a month or two, and then he broke it down to macros. Now he get more specific. Now I need, you know, like 180 grams of protein to 120 grams of carbs to 45 grams of fat. And then you got to make it fit. And so then you start juggling and weighing, and then you just end up eating the same thing every day. (laughs) Right. And then, you know, when you look at it that way, because nutrition is absolutely fascinating. And I can talk about animal nutrition all day long. Yeah. When it comes to people nutrition, you're just like, "Mm." like, this is really difficult. (laughs) And it shouldn't be that difficult because I do nutrition for a living for like animals. And I'm always talking about carbohydrates, the fats, the proteins. Like today, I had to have to talk about how we treat malabsorption with high fiber low fat diet, regardless of it being a kitten. I'm like, I don't care. We're not focusing on growth today. We're focusing on your intestines actually regenerating, you know, those layers Mm -hmm. that it lost. Um, you know, when you look at the macros and stuff for like people food, you're like, 
okay, now I can have a cup of this or X of this, like, oh, I hate this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the smaller details on how like women who are postmenopausal, how you have to have a lot of fiber in your diet. And like, and you know, it's one of those things, like if you have underlying comorbidities, such as like, you know, IBS or IBD, anything like that, that you're like, man, this could be my friend or my enemy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it, I think what happens is, is when you reach out for help, you have to like actually find like the right person who actually will listen to you because most people are like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like whatever menopause is, you're just not going to get the weight off because of the hormones here, have some HRT and it should be, it should be that easy. It's not that easy at no. all. What it does is it makes you feel better, but it does nothing about um, retraining your thoughts on how you eat, what you can eat and what your body actually responds properly to, or the doctors mm-hmm. are all going, if you look like orthopedic surgeon, I'll just say this right out. You walk in the office, they'll have this feeling overweight, try one of these sites. And it's all the prepackaged foods that they're trying to sell you to get the weight off as quickly as possible on your joints. Well, that may work for people that yeah. don't like to cook. Well, it's inflammation like too. To it's not only, stuff. yeah. Yeah. It's not only just the weight, but the inflammation from the food and you're right. Like the fiber, you're like, are you getting enough um, sugar? You know, like are you getting the right sugars? Could people go on a low sugar diet? Then right. And then you have all these sugar all, you're just like, you're like, is this like even enhancing the current inflammation I already yeah. have? So you it's all these questions. So I mm-hmm. really kind of admired like the post that you had up. I was like, look at that. It's like all right there on a piece. Oh, of but you didn't. You so exactly I got my is. next one. I had a, I found some <laughs> brownies <laughs> fridge. <laughs> so, but still, I'm, I'm like, still I'm gonna love those brownies for like my I macros. Should. That's the point. Right? I'm still on point for my macros. So I ate that brownie square. It tasted good. And then I had um half a cup of um cottage cheese with some protein. So that protein kind of canceled out that the sugar. Do you know like because it's very high in sugar and you need the proteins to kind of to balance it out. So I just, I packed that in right after, <laughs> but you know, you wouldn't know, you might go back for another square cause there was a couple in there. And, and so I won't know until the end of the day, what exactly everything equals to, but if my proteins still aren't high, I will have a protein shake before bed, which will then square it like it'll balance it all out right so then here's my question um it's probably a million dollar question for everybody (laughs) so what do you do when you actually are working in a job say like in veterinary medicine or human medicine in general and the Hmm. only time you really get to eat it maybe might be dinner time and maybe swig some coffee during the day like how do you fit all that in there do you do like that quote unquote, we're intermittent fasting during the day. Cause basically no. you're not really consuming calories or even decent calories. And do you pack it in all at dinner time and you then shouldn't. go for the next day? Like, how do you tell people Sometimes to break I find, that cycle? Well, here's Other the thing. Than say, you got to take a break, no matter what you got to find, no, time, well, you know, in the stairwell. If, if I was you, I would have like a fanny pack of snacks and water on me all the time. And, and I don't know if that's even uh, allowed, but 
the thing is, it's, it's giving yourself enough little snacks that you can a eat on the, on the run. And when I used to work in my studio, like I was always with clients or doing things and I would have like pre-made shakes, or I would have like shake packets that I could easily blend up or just shake and drink like a meal. And it takes five minutes and, and that can save you, uh, or meal bars you can, you can chop up or, um, I just made it really simple, like, you know, like the fruits, you know, but everything has to be pre-prepared. You know what I mean? So you can, you can easily snack it, but always like a shake. And even now, like when I I'm out all the time or I'm like back to back or I always have a shake or I always have a bar. Um, and I always make sure that I, you know, when I have my water, I have electrolytes in it. So it gives me a little bit extra as well. Um, and I drink my greens. I don't get enough. So I put them in my shake or I put them in my water. Um, so you find it's okay to do all the, the like the superfoods and everything into your, or do you yeah. think those are, most of them are like whatever bogus, but you have products that no. you actually are tried and true. And you're like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm meeting yeah. my nutritional requirements. Yeah. Well, these I've been using for, for nine years. And that's the reason why I started like, using Look at my skin. I look fantastic. Mm, my green. This filter is nice. Eh? <laughs> you can't really see the wrinkles. <laughs> I know I love this filter. I know it's it's like a beautified filter. It's a it's a zoom filter. Oh <laughs> you go find it. <laughs> I know it, right? I'm like, mine is like the grainy, like you know, no, no, and I've got a light, I've got a window right here. And oh, yeah, but listen, look at this is oh yeah. You got your like your ring light and everything. No, I don't have a ring light. I have um here, I'll show you. I'll show everybody. That covers my window, so I don't look oh, all washed out. Smart move. Because literally, it's a huge window. But anyway, so so when I learned a lot about my macros and the food and the balancing out of of meals, when I found these shakes, that they were already balanced out, like twenty four grams protein, twenty three grams carbs and fats. And so I was like, there's everything. I need, and it was a low cal, but it was highly, it was very dense highly with nutrition digestible. and digestible, really digestible. So let me just tell you, after I ate that brownie and wolf down that my stomach didn't feel so good. So I waited about an hour and I had a shake and it made me feel so much better over piling other stuff on top of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you ever find that you eat just to hopefully something you throw in will mix with what is already in your stomach and you'll actually feel good? Sometimes I regret what I eat. Yes. Um, you know, wow. and that, that way you're like, man, I shouldn't have eaten that. I, I feel like crap after I ate it physically. And then yeah. like, even maybe if I eat something else, I'll feel, feel better. You want to eat something else to kind of cancel that feeling out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you yeah. find that the macro ratios are different for either life stage or is it for the actual individual person, depending upon where they are in their life stage? Like, by I don't think like, so. What are you going through? I think like we, as women, we know we need more protein for our bones. 
period. We know we need to get fiber. We know we need to refine and, and choose better sugars. Like we need sugar, right? We need sugar to function. Our brain needs sugar to function. So when you start like eliminating all this, you know, sugars and things like that, it's just, you know, um, we need probiotics, we need greens. So you just have to sit there like, am I going to eat a salad? I hate eating salads, but I'll drink it in water. And that will give me my serving for the day. So what does your typical day look like then? Well, be you'll honest, see. like, what does your typical day look like? Okay. This is what I do. So I get up at five and I have, um, water with some either lemon or, um, apple cider vinegar. I started doing that about, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe more this year. And I always have a little energy shot. My, this energy shot has green tea and adaptogens in it. So it actually elevates my, uh, my energy in the mornings. So that's a five. I sit there and I enjoy every sip of it. I'm just like, and I drink the water and then I have coffee and I started putting, um, MCT oil in it. And I always have a shake for breakfast. Typically I will have a shake unless I have time to make an actual sit down breakfast, which is eggs and some avocado, but really I don't want to sit down and eat. So, you know, who does in the mornings? And then at, uh, I always have a snack, whether it's nuts or something upstairs, but you have to control that because you can overeat on nuts really quickly. Like Like those Costco bags. And I'm like, no, I know. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the hardest thing. This is like, you know, because I'm doing my macros, it's like, oh, so I measure out how much because I know that I oh, was no, like, it'd be like five almonds and be so sad. I'm like, I've eaten three of them. I only have two left. Oh, really? Terrible. <laughs> and so it's usually like some sort of, um, yogurt or with some nuts and some extra protein powder or something. And then at lunch, if I don't feel lazy, I will actually, I have pre-prepared um, frozen servings of meat. So whether it's ham or beef or chicken that I just have to thaw and put something with it. So I get my protein because it's, that's the hardest thing to do is get your protein. It's easy to find carbs. Carbs are everywhere. Um, so I might have that in a sandwich. With are you some... picky about your carbs? No, I am. I will eat anything. I am. I am the least picky. I'm the plainest eater. Like, you know, I might. So, um, and really I keep this house pretty clean of junk food period. Like it happens on the weekends. Maybe we'll go to the store and buy a bag of chips, but I don't come home with crap Mm -hmm. in the house and that makes it easy. Right. 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 I think that's, I I think that's one thing that a lot of people Mm -hmm. Like mm-hmm. they don't realize, or they want to admit to, um, and I'm, I fully admit like, yeah, like you buy the easiest things to have in the house because mm-hmm. it's like literally a grab and go. And it actually nutrition yeah. starts at the home. Same thing with animals. I'm like, you have got to put effort into 
your pet's nutrition if they have a comorbidity that requires a, a diet that you actually have to put effort into. And that's like, I think that's one of the hardest things that everybody really, okay, so you know, can't, can't grasp of is like, I really just have to like motivate myself to do it. And I have that motivation there, but not right but now. But you just don't know work. what to do. Like that's half. Right. Where, like, where do you start? And when you yeah. live in a household with other people that are like, that's not my lifestyle. You're like, oh man, now this is even a little bit harder. Like what? You're like, you well, know, I'm just going to buy this stuff. And this is what I'm eating. You guys are on your own, but sometimes it's easier some, said than done, especially it is easier said where than you done. share the, you know, the, the cooking and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. I'll make something well, completely different and then my husband will make something like very Southern and you're like, Ooh, it's a casserole. Here we go. Don't eat for the next two days. You know, <laughs> okay. then that's where you get, you like, you got all yeah, the yeah. carbs, you measure out a, a cup and then you bring in more protein and more vegetables. So supper is always supper. Like, so I just, I make it super fast and simple for me. And supper is usually like, like you, we have, where we're trying to do this still (laughs) somebody's night to cook. Right. And then, and supper is like the vegetables, the whatever carbs, rice, um, Mm -hmm. uh, pastas, and always a meat of some sort mm-hmm. that's been thawed or sitting or, you know, like ready. Um, so nothing is processed. Everything's kind of, um, been in the freezer, things like that. Um, plain Jane, unless I get a recipe book out, <laughs> which is oh, always really? nice. Cause then you get something really fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. My husband's like one of those people that has to have a recipe and I'll walk in the kitchen growing up Italian and stuff like that. And I'll like, oh, say, like, you just pulled something like right out of your ass. And I was like, <laughs> sometimes I do that with leftovers. I'm like, right. And you're like, look, bam, look how fantastic yeah. they look. So you're like, walk and you're like, what? you're like, I just put some seasoning on it. That's all. That's all I did. It was kind of like the time when I used to babysit, like when I was, when I was really young growing up, obviously. And my across the street neighbors rang up and said, we need to speak to Ellen because our kids will not eat their dinner anymore. And they said, we're not cooking the food the way she did. And my mom's like, oh my. what did she do? And I'm like, all I make them is macaroni and cheese. Cause that's what their mom leaves them. And, and so my mom goes, oh, I know what she did. She goes, all she did was put pepper and paprika on it just to kind of like spice it up. Because these kids like, because that's how we made it at home. Like growing right. up when you were like, you know, you able to eat macaroni and cheese and like go out, run outside and go play for the next nine hours and not worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, like, what are you doing? I said, all I did was like, just change it up like slightly to make it better. In my ideas, it was better. But like to mom, it was like, you don't change the macaroni and cheese right because now I got to put pepper and paprika in it for these kids. Um, so you're lucky. That's all I yeah. put in it. I know. And then my husband's like, everything has to be down to like the teaspoon. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, really? I'm like, yeah. And then he, uh, we're not putting that in. And I'm going to replace <laughs> that with that. Yeah, I finally got him using yeah. like hot sauces and like chilies and <laughs> stuff like that. Cause before he used to be like sweat like anything. I'm like, you're from the South. You're supposed to kind of like Tex Mex foods. Isn't that right? I was like, and it's all of us Italians. It's like, it's like hot peppers. Is he a sweater too? My son husband loves the hottest stuff he just sits there this is so good I'm like oh I love good. like, like sriracha so- <laughs> oh, man. love sriracha sauce it's great I actually want to do there's that guy that does um 
Oh my God. We're going to have to wrap this up. You? It's been almost oh. an hour. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. Well, I won't I finish my story down this Anyways, one day I'll do a hot wings challenge. Yeah. Not with me. <laughs> no, not, no. You're talking about me. No, I'll send my husband to you guys can have a hot wing. Oh yeah. For sure. He makes his own hot sauce, Ashley. I, I planted uh, peppers. And so he, uh, uh, you know, um, dries them and crushes them Ooh, and gave him puts them on everything. I'm like, he makes me cowboy candy. Have you ever heard of Ooh, that? No. What is it? I don't know. I saw it on a canning. Okay. This is like totally off from our podcast, but it's, it's with jalapenos, but there's more, there's a lot more sugar. So cowboy can So it's like sweet, but hot. I don't like the hot stuff. So I saw this on, a, okay, so this is just off topic. So I saw this on a canning Facebook canning site and they're like, oh my gosh, this cowboy candy is, oh my God, it's almost done. I have to make some more. I'm like, what is this cowboy candy? And then I, I started Googling it. And I'm like, hey baby, it's like right up your alley. Can you like make me some? So he made it. I'm just like, I pour it on everything. I put the peppers on. So I just like toss it on everything like eggs and <laughs> it just like really... So it's not hot, but it's like sweet hot, but there's a lot of sugar in it. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> Cowboy candy. Before we, before we go, lightning round real quick. What's your favorite clothing line for biking? Oh, geez. You know what? I wish I was in the States because there's nothing exciting up here. Um, so I don't know. I wish I had one. If there's something from anything from Spain, it would probably be that or Brazil because I don't know. Do you follow some girls on Instagram? They have like these hot little one piece suits. I'm like, where's the pockets for their food? <laughs> you know, like, like, for, like, let me tell you. Uh, so I do Pearl Zumi because that's always been like, okay. Well, I, I recognize Pearl Zumi. I have uh, BME stuff at home. Right. And my but... favorite thing right now is their new line that you can pull it down over your butt. Oh, you to, I've heard. Oh those. my God. Holy game changer. You just, quick fix your jersey up and you're like i don't have to like pull up my shorts as i know you can like right over your shirt on and not get half naked while you're right or have yeah, the guys girls, and, like everybody line that, up in eh? front of like, me and turn around while i use the i use the bike trail here in the woods yeah that's right i got good like, hold my jacket you hold my shirt yes that's uh, the worst I'm, nope not anymore they're game changers you have got to get the pair I i'm like i, I love those. it Whoever invented those on that, that, that it better be a woman design is brilliant. Yeah. Maybe they brought a woman in. It's all a lot of these. Brilliant. She's like, we just need something that when we squat down, we can pull it over our butt and then pull it back up uh-huh. and not have to worry about shifting everything. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. My husband was a little jealous. He's like, wait, your pants do that. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> and I said, do. it even has like... a side pocket. Oh, nice. You can put like a cell phone in it or something. Like, yes, some of them are fantastic. Yeah, like they're brilliant. And like, and it's a hidden pocket too. Like you don't even see the pocket until you stick your hand and you're like, wait, there's a pocket. Well, is it <laughs> like, two, are they like $200 though? They are, but they were, you find a coupon online. There's always a sale, right? And then you just, mm. you know, buy yourself your pair. And it's like, that's my biking pair on the weekends when I go out with the guys. Oh, for the And then I rides. have my other training, uh-huh. sh- my other training bibs <laughs> that are very similar, 
but not that nobody quality. should be wearing outside because you see my bum crack <laughs> right but it's like one of those things you're like yeah this is my this is my special set that when I go out to, with the guys this is what I wear and then I have like my inside mm-hmm. shorts and I will never ever go to shorts ever again I bibs oh have bibs are awesome sure. yeah actually I have to say Louis Garneau I've never had a bib so tightly fitting it's like a girdle I don't know what it is about that um, model. Yes, they, yes. They and just, the just like, does oh. that. It cinches your waist in, and you feel yeah. just you feel taller with them mm-hmm. when you wear them and stuff. You're like, I feel, I feel like I'm gonna cut through the wind. That's how you feel when you wear them. Like, like you feel like when you actually wear really cool bike clothing, all that kind of stuff, and you actually yeah. like have a product you like, and it lasts, and it, you don't have any problems with it. It like you're like, I really want to go out and you just use it more. You know, like you don't get the weird um, saddle chafe areas like on your oh, yeah. favorite shorts. You're like after a while, you're like, mm, or you're walking, I'm starting you're to like, burn a hole in it, like too yep. thick, or the seams break, or the worst thing, like you just said earlier, if you see someone's butt crack or you're like, dude, your shorts are getting thin. I can see your ass yeah. completely through them when you bend over. <laughs> I can see them. Don't wear those anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like don't wear those anymore. Guys biking on the bike path. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Like we see the uh, same thing too on the trail. We're like, oh man, that guy's guy's shorts. Like, mm, nope. Or though when they wear a white shorts, you're like, oh, and they don't have like a liner in it or something. You're like, oh my gosh, they, did you see that guy's ass? Like on the trail. Like, oh, I so see his ass. I should say something like that. Like, check it out. <laughs> but like, oh man, he's, ooh, he's wearing white shorts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So we're just going to thank everybody. So make sure that you follow Ellen on, do you have a personal one or is that your personal one? the the cat Um, that's my person the cat lbt is like pretty much everything it's tried and true and everybody knows where to find me on like linkedin and instagram and tiktok and facebook and the chris griffey memorial feline foundation or criticalkittens.org you can find out what we do i am okay well we're gonna put all her links in there so if you're a cat lover even if you aren't you should be following her because she posts some really cool and nice things about well about yeah, and about herself how biking like, brings everybody together on that mm-hmm. you know everybody you know you have a real life outside of like everything else and I think yeah. biking brings a lot of people together because you actually get to live vicariously through somebody else's adventures when they post them it's very inspiring <laughs> is the way I should well say. I, I'm so glad and fortunate that we found each other so now call ourselves friends and we can yeah hopefully one day bike or drive by your place and uh, go for a ride it'd be so nice to go down there and ride again for sure you have to check it out one day in the fall and do actually mm-hmm. the shenandoah trails too that's pretty impressive yes oh blue ridge mountain that's what i was thinking of yep yep that's the shenandoah it's, it's beautiful and then you can actually mm-hmm. do skyline drive as a bike ride it's pretty intense but a lot of people do it yeah it's supposed to be beautiful. i mean seeing both sides is pretty cool Mm-hmm. mm-hmm for sure. So with that, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. <laughs> Even though chat. I, we, chat, we chat about everything. We chat about cats. We chat about food and you didn't, well, you will see the end, my end of day post. I'll put it up. I'm very excited to see the end day macros. Yeah, that's right. I got to make sure they're perfect. So I might have to eat something. extra. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, everybody. You can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, and TikTok. So I guess he's just like all around her. Right, Pick out your exercise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.